Hey friends, welcome to the Victor Marks Podcast with Victor Marks, founder of All Things Possible Ministries. Welcome to the show where we bring you real conversations faced with life's hard truths, stories of redemption, and the latest from the front lines. Whether you're on the road, getting your day started, or finally settling in, we've got an exciting new episode planned for you. So let's dive in to today's show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Victor Marks Show. I am Victor Marks, and today I'm joined by my guest, Sam Sorrell. Really incredible day we're looking forward to uh, because uh, this is a gal that has stepped up to help the average person understand what's really going on in the realm of, uh, let's just say, wordsmithing and the use of words with her new book, Words for Warriors. Now, Words for Warriors, with her trademark wit and intelligence, Sam shows us exactly how left-wingers have manipulated language to fit their own socialistic and anti-freedom agenda. And Sam, we're so grateful to have you on the broadcast today. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm excited to be here with you. I'm a, a big fan. And uh, so it's, it's really a pleasure to meet you in person. Well, thank you. And vice versa. We appreciate you and count on the work that y'all have done in Hollywood and to stand in that gap. Uh, I mean, talk about a battlefield. <laughs> It's a little different than what maybe what you're used to. <laughs> <laughs> well, and we all have to run in our own lanes. What you're doing right now with this new book, uh, honestly, there's a disconnect typically between the average person uh, and then what we watch on TV, the commentators and, you know, Charlie Kirk's a good friend, and, you know, but who can communicate like Charlie uh, regular folks like me, not so much. We don't know all the rules. We don't know all the strategies. And you've stepped up to help, again, the average person that's listening or watching right now understand this. So so tell us what really, I mean, what really got you going to, to write this book? <laughs> that's probably the question, right? Because I'm silly. I didn't really write the book to sell books. I wrote the book because I was so frustrated there you go. By the abuse of language. And I'm an educator. I'm a home educator. And education is very important to me, as is, I love the word wordsmithing. And what sort of was my tipping point was this word fascist. Hmm. The left just sort of banties about the word fascist, calling what they purport is the right fascist. And then saying that somehow Hitler was a fascist which made him somehow right wing. And that's all, I'm sorry, a lie. And I'm yeah. so fed up with having to sort of put up with these lies, like religion has caused the most wars in, the, in history. That's a lie. And if you just do a little bit of research, you would know that, but we don't because we've been taught not to do research. We've been taught to just listen to the leaders. We've been taught all these things in school. And so fascism was really sort of the touchstone. Um, and I can certainly back it up. I had people like reach out to me now and say, well, uh, because, because I contend that there is no right wing violence. It doesn't exist. There are some lunatics. Right. There are individuals 
who may claim to be right wing and be, uh, you know, violent people. That's possible. But there is no right wing violence. But when the left took the word fascism and branded it over on the right side and redefined it, if you look up the word fascism, it says right wing, but it has nothing to do with the right wing. It absolutely. I mean, the further right you go and you know this, you get to libertarianism, which is basically let me smoke my pot and leave me the heck alone. Like like it's less government. It's not more. And so and of course, fascism is the same thing as communism. It's just that in fascism. The, the government doesn't own everything like communism. They just control your ownership of everything. So it works out to the same thing. So my, my point was they managed to brand the right as fascist. And now they're trying to say, well, there's violence on both ends of the spectrum. No, there's not. There isn't. And if you point me at January 6th, I'm sorry, who's been arrested? Yeah left-wing fascists so and antifa is a fascist organization and so it's like this big conspiracy victor they're taking our language and they're perverting it and then they are forcing us i I think you've noticed right they're forcing us to use this perversion of language and i'll tell you this the the title came to me because it's sort of somewhat reminiscent of rules for radicals it's different than Rules for Radicals. It's a completely different book. But but I did make that sort of play because that book was dedicated to the devil. And this book is dedicated to the word because in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And that's why they're attacking our words because they hate God. And ultimately, isn't this what brings a little semblance of to pull people out of crazy making, it's a spiritual battle we're in. The stuff that we see and that we know is wrong, ultimately, we know is fueled by the enemy, the enemy of our soul. And I think that's where Christians are just conservative people get frustrated because the pulpits in America, most of them are very silent on all of this. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Look, guys that I have respected for decades and spoken at their churches and done the conferences, they're quiet. Uh, I just watched a video. I just posted on my Instagram of two men laying in a bed. One of them's trying to breastfeed a baby. And, you know, how far is this going to go without Christians standing up? And again... I like the fact that you've taken the time to do this project to help equip people. And, and I'll say this, all the blame doesn't, we can't just lay it at the feet of the left. Can't just lay it at the the pulpit with pastors, although they're responsible. Christians or people of like-minded values have to do the hard work. They, they have to educate themselves and learn how to stand in the gap on this onslaught. So first of all, I agree. But secondly, you know, you say the, they have to do the hard work and I, I want, I want to caution people. It's not hard. Right. It's actually it really easy and it is. It it's is. a pleasure. Like yeah. it's fun. So I had a lot of fun writing the book. Uh, I have a kind of wry sarcasm. There's a lot of sarcasm in the book. In fact, one of the definitions of, of the word 
I, I can't remember which definition, but at the end of the definition I wrote, duh, because it's so self-evident. Some of these are, you know, you, but, but you still have to point it out because even though it's evident to me, it might not be evident to someone else who maybe just graduated from uh, the government schools, for instance, right? We're, we're teaching our kids a ton of lies in government schools. And if nothing else, Christian pastors ought to be getting their congregants out of the government school system because you can't expect a child to go and be proselytized for eight hours a day into the religion of secular humanism and atheism, which is what's happening in our government schools, and think that an hour a week of some some modicum of Sunday school, which I don't e we don't even know what they do in Sunday school. They throw on a Veggie Tales and give the kids goldfish crackers or whatever. Like you, you can't expect that to fight against the entire culture that they are steeped in for 12 years of their lives. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, it's, it's high time that the church recognized what was going on and stepped up to say nothing about the woke church, which is the most dangerous thing because these, no. these pastors that are sort of masquerading as being ecumenical and being, you know, tolerant, you know, what's not tolerant, you know, the most intolerant thing we have, Victor, is the truth. And guess what? When Pilate asked Jesus why he was here, his answer was, I came to testify to the truth. His answer wasn't, I came to teach these people how to behave. No, he came to testify to the truth. And that's what we all should be doing. You want to emulate Christ? Testify to the truth in everything that you do. Yep. The, and the truth, it does take courage to step up or engage in a conversation, whether it's family, friends, church members, or social media, yeah. just simply say what the truth is to many people in their mind, trying to get their mind wrapped around this. I'm telling you, the average person is frustrated and doesn't really feel like they can get ahead of this because it's overwhelming for them. Mm. But like you said, it's not difficult if you get the right tool in your hands. And I think people, again, who are listening or watching right now, folks, you can shortcut yourself by going to Sam's website and ordering this book. Is that the best way? Because uh, I know there are people interested right now. Is that the best way to do it? Well, it seems to be. Obviously, it's available on Amazon, but so many people reach out and say, I'm not going there. Where else can I find it? So, yes, it's up at samsorbo.com. Um, that's easy, as is all of my homeschool resources for parents. We, we got to get our kids out of government schools, man. We got to stop teaching them that government's the answer. We got to stop training our children that government is God, because that's what we're ending up with is a bunch of poor lost children who believe somehow the government's going to come save them. Yeah, and that's that's a travesty. Let, let me ask you. What do you and Kevin talk about when you're having a cup of coffee? Well, the first thing that Kevin would say is he doesn't drink coffee. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we 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 actually gripe and moan to each other about yeah. the latest, you know, the latest development, what they're doing in the schools, what they're doing with critical race theory, what they're doing with the 1619 project, how they're lying to our children. You know, you, you said it takes courage to stand for the truth, and it does. Especially we're living in a time of deceit, as George Orwell would say, and standing for the truth is a revolutionary act. Granted, okay. But I just want to just briefly touch on this. You know, people say to Kevin a lot, 
um, wow, you guys have sacrificed so much. Mm. And it's just not true. Yeah. Because the sacrifice is in letting the lie stand. Mm. The sacrifice is in not sticking up for your values and principles. The sacrifice is sending your children to be indoctrinated against you, your values, to emerge thinking that you're stupid. Yeah. That's a sacrifice. I love that. We didn't sacrifice anything. So, you know, let's put our priorities in order. But but we all went into the government system, right? And graduated or, you know, almost graduated or what have you from government schools. And what was the mantra of the school? The motive uh, behind the school, their their mantra was college prep and career readiness, right? What does that mean? Let's break that apart. Mm. College prep and career readiness. Well, career readiness is going to get a good career that pays me a lot of money. That's what career readiness is. Going to get a good job that pays me, right? They're not delivering because we've got a ton of kids now sleeping down in their parents' basement on the couch because they can't get a job, much less a career. Because you can't get a career in, you know, Middle Eastern basket weaving of the 16th century or what have you, right? Right. Then look at the first part of that. The first part was college prep. What is college prep? Well, college prep is convince the parents that they have to mortgage the house to send their child to get a career. That is a Ponzi scheme. It's a machine. It's a Ponzi scheme. They are literally taking your children and brainwashing them, convincing them that they have to go to college and spend a ton of money, your money or their money, to emerge without a career because it's not paying off and with a ton of debt. That's teaching them to enslave themselves to the system. That's that's not education. That's not what that is. It's indoctrination. Your values and your morals are attacked. Yeah, the parents. Their values are pushed forward. Their values of white people bad, yeah. right? I'm sure you saw, you saw the recent thing. I think it was Ohio teachers have banded together. They are going to teach critical race theory, even if you tell them not to. And critical race theory, I love this. David Rubin actually was, um, was challenged by on a Twitter thing that said, I, I bet there isn't a conservative alive who can who can tell me what critical race theory is. And David Rubin answered, shut up, Whitey. There, I did it. Uh, that's what critical race theory is. Yeah. It, it's yeah. turning children against their parents. Biracial children are now being taught that one of the parents hates them and wants to enslave them and is oppressing them, right? And it's turning us into a culture of victims. If you want your child to grow up with a victimhood mentality, boy, send them right into the government system because that's what's going to happen. That's what they're teaching. So here's where I go a little bit off the rails. So the greatest trick the devil ever played was to teach the world that he didn't exist, Mm. right? The greatest trick that the left has played is to convince us that it doesn't believe in God. Mm. They believe in God. They believe they are God. Mm. And guess what, Victor? They're a jealous God. And that's why you're not allowed to go to church. But you can go worship Baal at the Planned Parenthood Clinic Mm. or at the pot dispensary or at the strip club. 
that's all fine and dandy, but keep those churches closed. This is good. I, you, you're really sparking, uh, I'm sure our listeners and viewers, uh, things that they haven't thought about, ways they haven't framed it. Now they're going to want to stay connected and follow your, your line of reasoning and, and, and your approach. What are some of the good ways they can do that instead of just one show? Well, they can certainly reach out to me at samsorwo.com. I also do a podcast radio show similar to you. Okay. Um, mine airs Fridays at four on mojo50.com. Okay. And then I just started a show for Epic TV. Really? Called Schools Out. Congratulations. Thank you. And in that one, I discuss education because oh. uh, my mission is to empower parents to home educate their children. And the first step is admitting that we have a problem. Yeah, right. <laughs> so if they go to samsorbo.com, they can find links, yes. sign up. Yeah. So folks, let's let's do that. You know what? Let me, if you don't mind, I'll throw in sorbos.org. Yeah. That is Kevin's in my website. That's our filmmaking website. And so that's going to be the hub. We're just launching that now. So we're still... Uh, accumulating everything and, and organizing it, but they can go to sorbos.org and sign up for our newsletter, which we send very irregularly. <laughs> but I just want to keep people informed. Um, you know, Facebook took him down. Yes. Without so much as a warning shot. Uh, they digitally assassinated him because mm. that's what that is. Mm. They did it to a seated president of the United States because that's what that is. And it's high time that we stood up. And you know what? If I have a moment, yeah, I just want to say the second crime scene is always worse than the first. Mm. Mm -hmm. This lying in the culture, this forcing you to call something something that it isn't, that's the first crime scene. Mm. Okay? The second crime scene is much worse than the first. We're just not there yet, but we are in the first crime scene. That's powerful. It's it's a great way to look at the reality of what's happening right now and what will happen, the secondary effects. And I really do pray yeah. that people uh, seize this opportunity to, to grow in their knowledge of what's happening and be equipped because it's like I tell people, whining accomplishes nothing. You have to take action. So equip yourself and then engage. But what we need people to understand is what y'all are doing is critical to keep America from eroding from the inside out. You know, Dr. James Dobson was both a boss, a mentor, and now a friend. And he called this so many years ago, decades ago, sure. that how the family would corrode, so would the society. And uh, we, we have to fight. There's no other word for it. Last question. Um, and, you know, we interview Christians, non-Christians, people of faith, non -faith, the whole spectrum. But this is the last question I always ask folks. We're all going to die. If the Lord doesn't come back and get us, you know, as a corporate, he's come to get us individually. What happens to Sam when your last day, your last breath is taken. What's going to happen to you? And why do you believe that? I wake up. Mm. My last breath is my first breath in my afterlife. And I wake up from this. 
because this is the dream and the reality is on the other side. You really believe that, don't you? Oh, absolutely. How can people listening have that same type of confidence or belief? I did the research when I was in my early 20s. I, I was very successful. I was traveling the world. I had, I had the world on a string, basically. And I had been raised pretty much as an atheist, but, but also very insecure about financial things and making enough money. And so when I kind of, you know, had my, had my life made, like I was making a ton of money and I was very successful. I was like, wow, is this it? Mm. Like the, the relief came because I wasn't that worried and anxious about my future. But at the same time with that relief, I was like, now, wait a minute. So, th so then what? Like, what's it all about? And this is why it is such a disservice to young people to deprive them of at least a knowledge of the Bible. It's the greatest history book that we have, but it's banned from education. Mm -hmm. And we go figure, okay? So I went on a search. And what I discovered was order in the universe. Mm -hmm. And when I discovered order, and in fact, NASA de, uh, defines the, the recognition of life on a distant planet as the recognition of order. Mm. If they see order, then they know, oh, there's life there. And so if you find order that isn't just naturally occurring and order doesn't naturally occur, there must be a God. Mm. And then I went on a search for God and I found him in church mm. and I found the Bible and then I did the research there and I found Christ and it's extremely scientific. Faith is a gift and it's great if you have just that faith. That's awesome. And I do. But aside from that, I have the logic. I just I'm very mathematical. I was I studied engineering, so I need proof. And I went and found the proof, man. And it's right there. And then, and then I do this, I go, okay, once I make a decision, cause it's hard for me to make a decision, I weigh everything and I do all my research. Once I make that decision, I don't go and question it. So those days that I'm going, is it really real? I guess, shut up, Sam, you know, it's real. You made that decision. You, you visited all of the evidence. You've got it all lined up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I'm very secure in, in my knowledge. You know, there's so many people listening that that's going to encourage and help both ways of just the faith aspect and then the, the logic. Well, I, I mean, I encourage people pick up the Bible. It's not rocket science. You know, what bothers me is that it's not just that our education system is, is corrupt and teaching the opposite of truth, beauty, and goodness, which is the opposite of education. It's de-educating, it's, it's doing the opposite, right? Mm. Because they leave out the Bible by osmosis, we pick this up, this sort of disdain for the Bible, like right. why, no, old, dusty, whatever. It's wrong, and that's partly what my show's about, is to, to try to get people to rethink education because education is not college prep and career readiness very much the contrary yeah no i i want people to connect with you tell tell us again the new website sorbos.org it's just my last name plural because there's more than one of me yeah 
There's uh, a better one who's taller and more handsome. <laughs> um, so sorbos.org. You're saving young girls. I'm really on a mission to save children mm. and to save families mm. and to preserve parental roles because the school has done so much to destroy the role of the parent and Hollywood has done so much to destroy the role of the parent. And that's what the education play is about is, is trying to train parents that they are enough that God gave you your children. They are a gift. Do not give them to somebody else to open. Mm, I like that. And, you know, we say messaging matters and radical Islam, the messaging is what what moves people from a moderate position to an extreme to where they'll clack off a vest. And in the U.S., it's that aggressive. They're going after the hearts and minds of children. Uh, so we're doing the same thing in different lanes. And I thank God for you and Kevin, my bride and I, we, we appreciate you so much and uh, look forward to, to visiting with you all in the future. Everybody go to sorbos.org. Sign up for the newsletter for Sam and Kevin. They are on the cutting edge. They're on the front lines. Their battlefield is to help really re-educate people to the truth. And, and I love how you said it. That's what we should be interested in most. Again, thanks for being on the broadcast today. We appreciate you. Big hug to Kevin. And God bless you. God bless you too. Thank you so much. You bet. It, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, do it full throttle for the glory of God. God bless you. See y'all next time. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can check out more of the work we're doing around the world at victormarks.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all linked in the show notes. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. We're always encouraged to hear from you. Thanks for spending your time with us. Until next time.